the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Amen, 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 amen. How's everybody doing this evening? Got a couple of minutes till we get started with our Bible study on tonight. Amen, amen. Let me go ahead and turn off all my notifications and different things of that nature so won't be having too many interruptions on tonight. Amen, amen. Going to have a, boy, we, this Bible study that we having tonight. Mm. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What an awesome Bible study we're going to have on tonight. As per usual, the QOOB, the Queen of Orange Bird, Sister Patterson. God bless you, mighty woman of God. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Amen. Just ready for some rest of them to come in. We're going to talk about some stuff tonight, sis. We're going to talk about it. Amen. I'm going to rip the band-aid right off. And we're going to go ahead and get right into it. My man, Coy Bell. What's going on, bro? Amen. All right, all right, all right. As we're going to go ahead and get, get started here in just a minute. Amen, amen. We got some stuff we got to talk about, some stuff that's been on social media. Just want to clarify some things. And if you're guilty, you're guilty. If you're not guilty, you're not guilty. And we're just going to go ahead um, but we all got to do better, but we're going to talk about this because this affects everybody, all the brothers and sisters in Christ, the faithful believers. Amen. We're going to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it because ain't no need running from it. Amen. And it's all backed up by scripture. Amen. So let us go into a word of prayer and let's go ahead and get this Cracker Jack Bible study started. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this evening, Heavenly Father, for this Bible study this evening, God. Father God, we come here tonight to give you praise, honor, and glory because you're worthy to be praised in the mighty name of Jesus, God. You are Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, God. It starts with you, it ends with you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, anoint me and use me for this Bible study on tonight. I pray, Heavenly Father, that the people will see you in me, Heavenly Father, and let the people know, Father God, that every word that's said on tonight night is scripture based in Jesus' holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Have your way and your will be done. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We give you honor, God, because you're worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 That goes my cousin all the way from D.C., Mother Chappelle. Hey, cousin Gwen, God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. We're going to get into it. Amen. Greetings. I am Elder Dakota Radden. Senior from Restoration Community Outreach Ministries coming at you on tonight, Facebook Live for our Bible study. Amen. And thank God for our pastor, Tonetta Robinson, and the big bad Bishop Triple B, Bishop John Willie Robinson Jr. Amen. I believe they're gone somewhere, but they might be tuning in. Amen. They might be on a little vacation, and that's just fine. Amen. Because pastors have to get their rest too. 
Pastors can't say yes to everything. Sometimes they got to say no and they got to take off. They're human beings. They need their rest as well. Amen. Amen. Let that be a lesson to everybody. Hallelujah, God. You might preach and teach the gospel, but you got to get away. You got to get away and uh, get some rest. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and um, rip the band-aid right off. Amen. There's been some things going on social media with uh, Pastor Creflo Dollar. He came in and he talked about how he told his church that over the last 30 years, how he'd been teaching tithes and offering to forget about everything that he's taught about tithes and offering. Every tape, every CD that they got, he told them to throw it away. Basically, he was saying he was wrong about tithes and offering. That's right. Pastor Creflo Dollar. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. Some of you may not know. Some of you may not even listen to Creflo Dollar, Pastor Dollar. You know, it is what it is. But I saw the video and I saw the whole thing that he did. And we're going to talk about some things right now. So first question is, is giving 10 percent tithing. Is that in New Testament? Because we're under grace. Is, is, is there anywhere in the Bible between Pastor Paul, Jesus, whoever, do they tell you to pay 10 percent? No, they don't. It's not in there. But I will tell you. If you've been paying your 10 percent and you've been getting blessed beyond measure, God has been meeting your needs and taking care of you and your family and your health and everything is going well. Then you continue to do so. You continue to do what you've been doing. But is there a command to pay it? No, it's not. But does that mean that we should stop paying and giving all together? No, it shouldn't. So I don't need pastors coming after me. I don't even want my own pastor to come jump on me because pastor might say, oh, no, not the people ain't going to be giving. Now. Let me tell you something. The Bible don't play that foolishness about giving. You're supposed to be a giver. If you are a child of the Most High God, you should be giving and be a cheerful giver as that. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into some scriptures. We're going to talk about Malachi just right quick because I need to get something out of the way now. I heard a pastor say years ago, a pastor told, he got on TV and said, Pastor, stop scaring your people, telling them they're going to be cursed with a curse if they don't pay their tithes. Now, I used to wonder, I'm like, man, telling the people, don't tell them they're not going to be cursed. Well, the Bible does say that. And Malachi, he said, will a man rob God? He said, how have you robbed God? You say, in tithes and often, you are cursed with a curse, even this whole nation. That's what Malachi said. Now, let us go in the New Testament in the book of Galatians in the third chapter in the 13th verse. Galatians 3 and 13 simply states that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And as we know that the, the, uh, the cross was made of wood, comes from a tree. It says Christ has redeemed us. So the question is, if he redeemed us for the curse and he became a curse for us, how can we be cursed then if we don't pay tithes and offer? Hmm. I've heard preachers preach on this. Uh, the late elder uh, Fred Price, I did in California, who died sometime last year. He's been on TV many, many years preaching the gospel. Um, he came out of the book of Galilee back when I was a deacon. I used to listen to him a whole lot when he would come on. And he came out of Galatians chapter 3 and 13. But Christ has redeemed us from the curse. So don't let anybody tell you that you are cursed. There's some saying to my black people are cursed. Some people believe that. That's not true. We're not cursed at all. Why? Because the word of God says that he has redeemed us from the curse. Amen. He became a curse for us. Christ took it all. So it's just about him not just bearing the lashes on his back. By, your, by his stripes you are healed. Hallelujah, God. He became a curse for us that we don't have to be a curse. So no, we are not cursed. But now let's get into something here. Let's talk about what Jesus told the Pharisees in Matthew 23 and 23. 
And I read this scripture quite often. A lot of times when I'm studying, you know, there's a bunch of woes when he's woe to the Pharisee. Was he getting on the fair? Because, you know, the Pharisees were self-righteous. So he told them something simple. Now, people want to talk about tithing, but Jesus says something about tithing in here. In Matthew 23 and 23, he told the Pharisees, he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. Those are the things that they used to give. Some of those, those spices and herbs and different things where they used to tithe back then. He said, you, you tithe those things. He says, but you have omitted or forgotten the weightier matters of the law. Judgment, mercy, faith. You ought to, it says, you ought to have not, you ought to have done these things. Talking about mercy and justice and faith, but don't leave the other undone. Uh-huh. So see, Jesus is telling you, you still should be paying. You still should be doing your tithes. He said, yeah, the mercy and the grace and the faith or the mercy, <clears throat> the mercy and the faith and the judgment. He said, this you do, should have done, but don't leave the other undone. Talking about the tithe. Let me tell you something. The church, the church can't function without any money. Everybody will tell me money, 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 money. Let me tell you something. Go to your local here in Columbia, South Carolina. We have Dominion Energy. Used to be South Carolina Electric and Gas. You have the water company and all of that. You go down to the South Carolina, you go down to your electric bill place and tell them that you're a church um, and we shouldn't be paying no uh, no light bill. See if you have some lights when that bill is due. Go down to the water place and tell them uh, we a church, you know, now we can't be paying no water bill now. See if you have some water. Just see if they won't cut your butt, slam off. It's all about water. People don't care because you're a church. That ain't got nothing to do with it. People talking about tax-free, that, that's other stuff. But you got to pay the light bill. You got to pay the water bill. You got to have maintenance. You know, if you got a church van or a church bus, whatever you may have, that costs money. You ain't going to go to no dealership and get no van talking about we a church. You're not going to go to the dealership and get the tires changed or the oil changed with your church name on the side of the van. And they say, you know what? No charge because you a church. They say, if you don't get your butt out of here with you and your van, you know, they need money. It takes money for that. In order for that to happen, you got to give. The pastor don't need to be going on there paying that. That's where the people come in at. Ain't nothing free. You got to pay for that stuff. People are always talking about what the church doing with money. It costs money. What happens if the air condition goes out? You got to call somebody to come fix that. In the wintertime, if they heat and all that, you got to have somebody to fix. You got to have some money set aside for that. How you think churches get built? Money. You just can't go in a bank and talk about, well, we want to build a $250,000 church. Just please get us this and we'll pay it back. No. You got to show them some money. Meet them halfway. You got to show what you got on the books. That takes money. You can't do that without money. So that takes for the saints of God to be givers. Now, now let's see. Now we now we getting ready to get into the meat of this thing now. Like I said, if you've been paying your tithes and offering and you continue to do so, if you've been getting blessed, don't you dare talk about how, well, the Bible don't say we ain't got to pay no tithes and no stop. You get paid bi-weekly for those where you get paid bi-weekly and some of you get paid weekly. Let's say if you get $1,000 every two weeks. What's 10% of that? 100? Oh, well, we ain't got to pay no tithes and offering that. So what you going to start giving now? $30? $25? You ain't going to get 100 now? Let me say something. It's the one thing what Pastor Krupp O'Dollar was saying. If anything, consult with God. Go into prayer with God. Ask God how much you should be given. Ask God how much you should be given. And I guarantee you, God ain't going to give you no lowball. He ain't going to tell you, yeah, well, you make $1,000, yeah, so just go ahead and pay twenty five. I doubt that. 
I, if you want to pay $25 or $10 a win, that's you. That's flesh because you're trying to hold on to that money. Either you love God or you love money, but you can't love them both. You got to put God first. That's why I says you can't love God and mammon because you go love one and hate the other. Now, which one are you going to love now? Now, you going to put God first or you going to put money first? Now, see, I'm coming here to step on some toes tonight because, see, it does say in 2 Corinthians, it tells a man the purpose in his heart. What he should be given. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians in the ninth chapter in the 6th and 7th verse. Because look here. How in the world you go ask God to bless you when you don't want to give nothing? How you want God to move mountains but yet you don't want to move nothing? You want to keep all the money in your pocket. You want to hold the money tight in your fist and don't want to give it up. But yet you need blessings from God. Like God just supposed to stop everything and you don't want to hardly give nothing and just bless you beyond measure. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Not when you got it like that. Everybody know there's circumstances that come up. But when you got it like that and God is blessing you, I'm talking about people that are working full time and getting big money. Ain't none of y'all out here working and getting minimum wage. Y'all know now y'all ain't standing for that no more. And maybe teenagers in a fast food places watching maybe, uh, are doing something like that. Thank you, Pastor Kills. God bless you, mighty woman of God. Keep doing what you do. Keep preaching that word and keep teaching. Hallelujah, God. And thank you for uh, putting it on to me, because uh, <laughs> God bless you, Pastor Kills. Um, when it comes to that, most of you out here making 15, 16, 17, 18 dollars an hour, whatever the case may be, you are truly blessed. This ain't back. And I mean, I mean, how many of you working a full time job and making seven dollars and something? That's that's a whole nother. The government ought to be shamed of themselves with seven dollars and something for minimum wage. But a lot of people ain't standing for that now. People are demanding. Remember one time you used to fill out the application. They would ask you how much you want to be making your minimum wage, you know, because you didn't want to ask too much. And whatnot, but not this day and age. People are hurting now. They ain't now. You, you can put on it now. I want to make $18,000, depending on what it is. They starting off with jobs like that now. Certain places where you may be at. Some jobs starting off with $20 an hour and whatnot. So you making some money now. Don't come on here with that foolishness. Tell me you ain't making no money. Now, with that being said, some of you may be getting paid by, uh, weekly. You might be getting five, six hundred dollars a week. If you're getting six hundred dollars a week, okay, that's sixty dollars a pay period. That's about a, what, two, about two hundred some dollars a month, almost, and whatnot. A hundred twenty dollars a month, give or take. What you going to do now? Okay, so it don't say we should tithe 10% in the New Testament now. So you make $600 a week, so now you ain't going to give 60 What, you just going to give 10 or $15 now? And you expect God to bless you beyond measure? And you're the lowball guy now? you undercutting now because you want to keep money for yourself? That's selfish. God called you for a reason. How many times I got to say that? He didn't call you to be like everybody else. Only the world would think about that. We as men and women of God have to know, just because you don't get no command, no in the New Testament to pay 10%, 10% is a guideline. That's a base for you. To, that's a good starting point. You can pay more now. You got phones and whatnot. You can go right on your little calculator on your phone and see how much is 20% of this or how much is 25%. You can even give more than 10%. Hallelujah, God. Because, see, we about to break it down right here in 2 Corinthians in the 6th chapter or the, uh, the ninth chapter. And what does it say in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 9 and 6? But this I say, he was so sparingly shall reap also sparingly. So, man, if you give little, expect a little. That's just all it is to it. There's no way you just go be lowballing God and undercutting God and, and trying to give pennies and whatnot, and you expecting multiple blessings. Hallelujah, God. It says if you sow little, expect little. But it says if you sow bountifully, you shall reap bountifully. You show a lot, you, you sow a lot, you'll get a lot in return. Let's use this for an example. I'm planting a garden outside. If I'm planting a garden, I got a long row. Let's just say, how, how many of you love some good cabbage? I love some cabbage every now and then. All right, I'm planting some cabbage seeds and whatnot. 
but I'm only going to plant halfway down. I'm not going to go all the way down. I'm only going to plant half of the cabbage and whatnot. Then you know what? That's all I'm getting is half. I'm not getting a full row of cabbage there or whatever it is that you want to plant. You can put whatever it is that you like, whatever it is, squash, watermelon, whatever. You only plant half of it, then that's what you go get. That's exactly what you go get. Now, if you plant and put them seeds in the whole row all the way down and you water that bad boy, you cover it up just how it's supposed to be and you put that bad boy in some good soil and you water it, you take care of it, it get that sunlight and that fruit that you put in there, whatever you sowed in the ground is going to grow and you're going to get it in full. That's the same thing. That's why I said if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully. The Bible don't have to give me a percentage what to pay because why it says in the next verse, it says that according to Every man according to his purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of some necessity, for God loves a what? Cheerful giver. God knows your heart, saints. You can't fool God. You can't be giving this money mad and angry and upset, and you can't be forced to give this money and whatnot. You got to get this money cheerfully. He said, let a man purpose in his heart. You know what you're supposed to be giving. You know what you're supposed to be giving. Don't look at me like that. That's why I say I'm crying. I'm breaking ankles tonight. I just ain't stepping on toes like my man, Pastor Boyd, say. I don't step on toes. I break ankles. That's why I'm looking at you like this. You know what you're supposed to be giving. You know the amount of money that you're making, what you're supposed to be giving. And that's just the bottom line. And you don't be undercutting and lowballing God because you're trying to hold on to some money. Now, how in the world you go give $20 in the church and you just made a thousand and you go get $20. But yet you go go to the restaurant and spend eighty five on one hundred dollars. Now, what sense does that make? So you so you rather get a restaurant the money instead of giving the, 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 the kingdom, the church money. Huh? You know I'm right. You know I'm right. You spend all that money elsewhere, but you don't want to put it in the church. See, because, see, we got this thing from birth ever since we was born and we were, we were little kids and, you know, we get birthdays and all of that and we believe in collecting things and whatnot and, and see... And see, and especially when you was out there in the world, like how I was and everybody else before they got saved. See, when you when you when you give money to something, you expect to get back. See, see, when I when I used to go to the liquor store, when I was go buy something, I'm expecting to get that bottle of liquor back or that beer or whatnot. That's what I'm expecting. But see, when you're in church and you put something in an offering plate, you don't get nothing back. And see, that's why people want to give little. See, you fighting that flesh and whatnot. But see, but when you full of the spirit, when you have the Holy Ghost on the inside. And the song say, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. When you had a Holy Ghost working on the inside, you don't mind giving. You cannot expect God to bless you full time and you giving part time. It just don't work. And it's not going to work. It says, let a man purpose in his heart. You consult with God if you need to and ask God. But I tell you what, that 10%, that's a good base right there. That's a good base. And you keep giving that base what you're giving right now. Don't you be undercutting God just because it don't get no commandment about no tithe and offering what you're supposed to be giving. For one, you're not going to be cursed with a curse because the Bible says so in Galatians uh, 3 and 13. It tells you that Christ redeemed us from the curse and became a curse for us. So you ain't even got to go through all of that. But ain't no need in you just beating yourself up. Give what you're supposed to give. We know circumstances come up, but for the most part, if you give and make it $800 every two weeks, then you need to be giving that $80 as a base. But there's other things that the church need as well. That's what I'm saying. It got to be, you got to have a giving heart. It's not just about tithes and offerings. Sometimes it might be certain auxiliaries. You have 
missions auxiliaries like giving for the homeless. You might have a building fund and things of that nature. You might have a men's or women's fellowship that you want to give to and whatever. You know, a lot of these men and women, certain churches, they go on retreats. The ladies had a retreats. The men had a retreats. Well, guess what? That ain't free. That ain't coming out the pastor's pocket. You got to give for that type of stuff. If you want to have a night out and do something or whatever. The man can go out bowling or whatever the case may be. And when that costs, that might be for the men's fellowship right there. They give a few dollars for that. Look, your pastor and them is not trying to ask you to break the bank. They're not asking you to empty out your purse in front of the pulpit. They're not asking men to turn their wallet upside down. Ain't nobody asking for that. 